I'm unapologetically fly. I don't wonder why, that's just my attitude. Yeah. Okay, hey, that's just my. Uh, 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 come on. Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code here on Iconic.com and BitChute, and they're the only places that allow us to broadcast anymore because we're very naughty people. So I'm here with my good friend Max Egan. We haven't spoke for about six months. Every six months we try and have a catch-up because the world goes more increasingly, increasingly insane. I think we first spoke before this actual whole COVID pandemic, scandemic kicked off, but we've seen it even get worse and worse and worse. So Max, what is it like over there where you are? In the UK, because the UK is such a small island, when you when you talk about England, it affects the whole of England, but it's different where you are. And I think people from this country, from England, forget how vast it is and how different it can be from different city to city. Yeah, well, Australia is twice the size of Europe. And thanks for having me on again, brother. Good to talk to you. But uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's just clown world over here. I mean, but it depends on where you are. Um, it hasn't been so bad where I've been. I mean, I live out, out of town. I live in, in the country. But um, I mean, I go into town almost every day, But and I see masked zombies walking around, but I just don't participate. I haven't changed anything in my life at all for the entire 18 months. So, um, But it's crazy. I mean, in, in places like Sydney, they're fully locked down. The police are brutal. They're making sure people stick to curfews and all sorts of stuff. Um, Byron Bay, they've just locked down. It, it, touch and go or different places but we've got a such a low vaccine uptake here that they they find places that have a a low vaccination count and then they lock them down to try to coerce them into compliance with their injection agenda which is what this is all about see byron bay's got a very low vaccine rate kansas got a low vaccine rate so they suddenly declare there's a case there and they lock the whole place down even though nobody's sick and nobody's ill nobody's dying and there's a 99.97 percent survival rate for this alleged virus which has never been identified anyway i mean it's such a scam. But, you know, everywhere I go, I'm seeing people wearing masks. I'm seeing people social distancing. Sometimes people will call out and say, he's not wearing a mask, you know. I just smile at them, you know. And uh, so, I mean, people, a lot of people are complying, but I'm finding that they're complying because they're scared of the consequences if they don't comply. They're not complying because they're scared yeah. of any virus. Most people have figured out by now that there is no virus. You know, this whole thing is a scam. And uh, the problem is the the uh, police brutality and the level of fines and stuff they're issuing. Like they've they've really really upped the fines here for people that are breaking protocol. Like sixteen hundred dollar fine if you break any COVID guidelines. Apparently, if you organise a protest, it's a ten thousand dollar fine. If you posted posted that protest is happening on social media and encourage other people to go, that's five thousand five hundred dollar fine. If you post any COVID misinformation on social media it's eleven thousand dollar fine of course covid misinformation is anything that um speaks out against the official covid misinformation that they're sharing you know so it's just crazy but they do this because they just want to discourage people they want people like me speaking out we're going to find you eleven thousand dollars if you speak out well go ahead find me eleven thousand dollars i'm not going to pay it because it's not lawful anyway so and i'm not going to wear your mask i'm not going to do any of this stuff and i welcome you to come and find me so i can go and challenge it in court and have the government prove their case because they can't that's the attitude people have to have but it's just crazy it's just crazy and uh but i, I think through it more and more people are waking up because it's been 18 months. They're stumbling and falling over themselves. They're getting more and more paranoid in their 
dialogue when you see them on TV, they're looking more and more nervous. And I think because it, it's taken so long, the propaganda campaign hasn't worked with people. They haven't run out and got the jab. So, you know, we've still only got about 20% of the population uh, injected. So they're really trying to push it. And I think they're freaking out that people uh, are just not doing it. You know, the longer they push it, the, the more people are waking up. So the tide may turn yet. The tide may, may soon turn. They may have to roll it back a little bit just to save face and, and try to slow things down because uh, I don't think they're going to succeed in their agenda. I really don't. I don't at all either. And there's little signs like like Como going and, and um, in ha- um, Matt Hancock in the UK going, they're throwing them to under the bus. Um, and it shows they're knocking down the levels of, of useful idiots that they're throwing mm. under I the bus. I think they're going to throw... Yeah, I think they're going to throw ScoMo under a bus as well here, Scott Morrison. I think they are, but they're going to they're going to try to play it and blame him on the low vaccination uptake. You know, okay. it's ScoMo's fault for not rolling the vaccine out quick enough. So, but they've got to find a scapegoat and they've got to try to shift the the blame. Like people aren't getting the jab because they don't want the jab. It's not because ScoMo didn't roll it out quick enough, but they've got to try to play it that way to convince the masses out there that well, the majority of people. People are getting the injection, so you should go join the majority. It's all complete bullshit, you know. So, but it wouldn't surprise me if they're going to do that, and I'll get someone coming in with a, with an iron fist. Yes, we're going to do it. We're going to get the jab done, you know. So, you know, you can see how they're going to play it. But they've, they've got to do this. They've got to be prepared to throw people away and throw people to the side just to sort of keep the narrative going and give the the, you know, the theatrics to the people, so they've got something to you know chew popcorn over. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they do that. I think. Part of it, and I'll get your take on this, is what people are confused. You said like that you met a young girl today. She had a mask on. She said, I don't know why the fuck I'm wearing this thing. But she hasn't had the context of who are behind it. And um, how important is it to get the message across that your governments are not in charge? And this goes really deep into European bloodline families. and Because they don't have the context of any of this. So they're completely confused as to what's going on. Whereas to someone like ourselves, and you're far more knowledgeable than I am, that this is quite blatant, but I feel like the context, they need to be given the context of that there is a, a global cult out here that have planned this for a very long time. Well, yeah, you've got to be careful in how you present that to them, though. I mean, yeah. um, people have been, you know, they've been programmed to sort of think, oh, you, you're a conspiracy theorist, are you, or whatever, you know, say, oh, no, you're one of those those nutty guys, you know. And you start talking about European bloodlines and things like bloodlines. Okay, this guy's a bit strange. What I've been saying to people, listen, you've got to understand the world. Stop thinking of it in in, uh, in terms of, of uh, nations and governments and think of it as a multinational, multi-generational criminal cabal masquerading as a system of nations and governments. And they all work together. The fact that they've all gone into lockstep with this COVID stuff, I mean, it's, it's the same in every country. It doesn't matter which country you're in. All the terrorism's disappeared, all of the national com- competing between nations, all this stuff's disappeared. It's all COVID now, and it's all the same guidelines in all countries. If you can't see what's going on here, perhaps you need to step back and look, because this is a criminal operation. It's racketeering in its most purest and simple form. And that's the way I've been kind of explaining it to people. And they've been kind of getting it and saying, actually, this makes a lot of sense. And I explained to them, you know, when, when two countries go to war, you know, like America goes to war with Syria. 
you don't see them, you know, they're trying to get rid of Assad, right? Why haven't they once bombed his palace? Why have they gone and bombed Aleppo and they've bombed all Palmyra? They've turned all of Syria to rubble. They haven't dropped one bomb on Assad's palace. Do you think that's a bit strange? In World War II, I mean, you had Germany and England going to war. London got turned into rubble and Berlin got turned into rubble. Not one bomb on the palace, not one bomb on number 10 Downing Street, not one bomb on the Reichstag. They all work together you know, and they kill their population. They say, oh, look, we've got a war going on. You can see it's a war because we're killing you all. And then the leaders go and shake hands again and say, well, we're not at war anymore. You know, they just depopulated the country. They've got all these people working again to rebuild the country. It was all financed by the banks to run the war. The banks lend them all the money to rebuild their country. Can and you see that there's a scam going on here, folks. And now they've got this whole pandemic and it's lockstep in every single country. doesn't matter where you go. It's the same thing. And when you look around you, there's nobody dying. Where's all the deaths? If you actually look at the death rates, 2020 was the lowest death rate we've had since 2007. So if it's a pandemic, where's all the bodies? Where's all the people? You know, how, how does any of this make sense? And people are kind of starting to get it when they look at it in that terms. And then maybe they'll look at it and I think, well, okay, there is a cabal, there is a secret society, there is the bloodline, but you've got to kind of crack that shell and present it to them in a way that's going to work with their TV programming in a way they understand. So it sounds more like a spy movie than a, than a secret cabal, you know? They can identify with that, I think, and it, it tends to, you know, lead them on into the right into the right pathway. Anyway, it's a good it's a good bit of advice. It's something I struggle with totally, and also a lot of people that listen to this show and other shows that we do similar. How can I wake up the person I'm living with? I mean, it's coming to households now. It's partnerships or part like families are breaking up because one person won't have the vaccine, and another, and obviously that's all designed. But they're like, how can I show them this without? it sounding very very odd and it is a good good way of, of understanding it so what would you advise to be to person someone who's in a family and they're the only one who decides not to take the um it's not a vaccine gene therapy without alienate themselves and all their friends and family well you know if if, if they're going to alienate you then they're going to do it you know we come into the world alone and we, we leave the world alone and that's the way it is i mean even if you want to get biblical about it for all those Christians out there, it says in the end times, people will be separated from their families and families will be torn asunder and relationships and all this stuff will fall apart. So you've got to kind of expect that. Um, there's, a, there's a great talk. There's a New Zealand doctor by, by the name of Dr. Sam Bailey. I recommend you get her on and have a chat to her. She's really, really good. And um, she put out a video called, um, um, what was it called? God, it's on my channel. I'll quickly check. But she put out a video the other. It's called Once Upon a Time in Wuhan. It's about 19 minutes long. And she goes through factual stuff, the whole thing. She lays it out, shows you that it's a fraud, shows you the PCR tests, a bogus test. So it shows you there's no virus isolates. She goes through it very, very simply in a very, almost a comedic sort of a way and shows you that, it, that it's a fraud. I've been uh, had, had a great amount of success with that video, showing it to people, and I've recommended that other people get it, download it, show it to their families, and it's worked. It's woken them up. So there's a lot of people that are putting out a lot of good stuff like that. So And when they hear it from a doctor, this is a, a nice-looking woman. She's a, a friendly face, and she's saying it in, a, in a, the right way, and she's a doctor. So that's something that a lot of people can identify with as well. So that's a good thing. I mean, I recommend getting videos like that. Um, there's a video I posted on BitChute as well of Dr. Rhino Formick and Dr. David Martin talking about all the patents that go back to 2004, how all of this stuff was patented back then. So 
how is this any surprise type virus? You know, um, it, it's so obvious when you really look at the data. But unfortunately, people are just programmed by the TV and they're also programmed when they go outside and they see all these people wearing face masks. That's what I was saying to the girl in the supermarket this morning when she said to me, I don't know why they're making us wear these masks. I said it's to promote the concept, to put the visual concept out there that there is a pandemic because there isn't. Everyone can see that there isn't. But if they see people walking around with masks on and keeping distant from each other, it puts that psychological seed in their head and they, they think, oh, yeah, okay, there's a pandemic. But there isn't. It's just a, the whole thing is a psychological operation. So, you know, just getting the right right material and, and short sound bites and, and getting it to them might, might help people with their families. And I highly recommend that Dr. Sam Bailey video. You've got one of the videos, I think we're posting it on David's site tomorrow because David chose it. And it's one of your videos. Um, I don't know if someone's made it or from your voice, but obviously it's you talking and you're talking about death and the fear of death and how insane it is to fear something that's inevitable. And that's kind of the crux of this, what they're playing on the fear of death. Um, Is that something you've always had? Um, You've kind of never feared death or is that something you came to at a certain point in your life? Was there a point where you kind of accepted it and it would give you a different way of looking at the world? Well, a different way of looking at the world. I mean, it, I don't think when I was a kid, I didn't think about things like that. But um, um, I, I realized a long time ago that, that all of this stuff they make us do, it's, it's generally through fear and, and it's fear of death. I mean, you know, fear of getting beaten up by the cops and they'll kill you. Um, fear of being taken to jail and, and dying in jail or whatever. It's always fear of death. We spend most of our life in fear of death. And death is the one part of life which is inevitable. It's what you're going to do. We're all going to do this, you know. And and what if it's about the um, the mental state you're in? Why, why are you going to be spend your life squashed into a box? And yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir, do everything I'm told because you're so terrified of the one part of life which is inevitable. You're scared these people will kill you. Even with the vaccine, we're so, oh, we don't want to die, don't want to die, don't want to die. You want you want to stay living in this prison forever? Really? Is that what you want? It's a prison. You're living in a prison. It's a people farm. You know, it's 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 we're a flock, and we're we're being harvested right now. They've closed all their pens. They're doing a stock take. Even they rolled out a census form here the other day. I mean, you can't you can't make this shit up. So yeah, I mean, I've I've tried to get that across to people. Stand on your feet. This is really the exam. This this whole life is just an exam. It's a spiritual test. It's a soul test to see what you're made of. So what are you made of? You know, are you prepared to, to stand on your feet or you want to live on your knees? What for? You're going to spend your whole life on your knees and then you're going to die anyway. Well, what was the point of that? You know, and people spend their whole life in fear of death, you know, and, and life is a wondrous thing. I use the example. It's, it's like getting on a roller coaster. And as soon as you get on the roller coaster, you start freaking out that the ride's going to end before it's even started. And that's the way most people spend their life. They're just on the, on the ride going, oh my God, it's going to end, it's going to end, it's going to end. Well, yeah, of course it's going to end. It doesn't matter. It's what you do with that. It's the information that you gather along the way and, and what you take with you. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a different perspective. But um, we're, I think that's why they give us gravestones and they give us all this stuff. They make this whole spectacle about death. And we all gather around and we mourn. They've left this physical realm, this this thing they're imprisoned in, and they've joined ultimate universe, creation, God, whatever you want to call it. They've joined back with the divine. That's not so bad, you know. It's just that it's unknown to us, and so we fear the unknown. It's crazy. It's crazy. So it's just a different perspective. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I see this as just a fleeting experience. I mean, you're only here for a breath. It's, it's just a moment. I'm 64 years old now. I remember when I was a kid just the other day. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. You know, if I'd known the ride was this short, I don't know if I would have paid the fare, you know? So, you know, you can't, you can't be in fear of this. You, you've got to expand your consciousness and see that you're connected to everything anyway. And this is just a temporary fleeting moment, which is like an exam to actually see what you're made of. And we'll put everything here for you to completely mess your life up as much as you want. You've got to have the choice to do it because then you can make the choice not to do it. You know, that's what it's all about. What choices are you going to make and how are you going to face reality at the end? The, the concept is to face infinity without flinching because that's what it's all about. That's what you came here to do. And uh, that's great that David's posting there. David posts a lot of my stuff. It's really good. I, I notice he posts a lot of my, my videos in his headlines. And a lot of people have been making short clips out of my radio shows lately mm. and posting them all over YouTube, which has been great to see as well because I got completely banned from YouTube. <laughs> And uh, well, one one of the guys who, who did that, guys with like they got three and a half million subscribers and stuff. And one of them actually contacted me. He said, "It's uh, it's a great shame to see your channel disappear from YouTube." But he said, "The thing is, Max, truth is like a spring. You cannot ever block off the flow of a spring. If you block off the main source of the spring, what happens is it pops up a little hundred points around the hill, yeah. and that's exactly what your work is doing." So in many ways, it was a it was a good thing because now there's dozens of channels that are posting my stuff. And it's getting out to more and more people, and that's what it's about, you know. That kind of is a really nice analogy of the, the the flame and the spark of humanity that can't get step stamped out. I mean, I was banned from YouTube about three or four weeks ago too, and I got a tiny channel. No one really listens to 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 me in a sense. I'll put it on iconic, and that's where it gets the views, and it's the David Ike connection. And I understand that, but even I, little of me, doesn't who I got banned from it, but that's only kind of helped as well. And you say it's that kind of flame that they can't squash out. It's that, that, that like a, one of those candles that's in a cake that you can't blow out. And I believe that's what truth is. And that's what humanity is. Mm -hmm. It wants to come out. The message wants to come out and people want to hear it. And um, they can't just shut us down. They'll make martyrs out of us. If they do that, they'll bring too much attention to us. So they just got to try to push us over the side and hope we go away. But then other people, you've got huge channels that are like doing motivational stuff and meditational stuff and inspirational stuff. And they start picking up bits of your stuff and posting little 10 minute clips, just motivational parts of your clip. And YouTube can't really delete that, can't really say that's against community guidelines, you know, and then people hear about you and they go find you and then they see the rest of your stuff. So it all works out. There's nothing they can do to stop this awakening. It's, it's, it has to happen. It wants to happen. You know, it's, it's uh, just simply an idea whose time has come, which is freedom. And that's what we're going to see. And I think they've pushed way too hard with what they're doing. The politicians here are freaking out. Like they're, they're giving us monstrous fines and all sorts of stuff. And they're um, getting nervous. When you see them on TV, their voices are shaking and they're, they're trying to keep their narrative up. And I think they're freaking out at how much people are actually waking up. And I don't think they have a hope of, of actually pulling this off. I think that there's going to be a huge rising of human spirit and we're going to reclaim this world i think that's what this time is and i think it's a, a great time to be alive i really do i do too because we, we for years we, we looked at this stuff and nothing was really happening and then it happened and it was almost like oh my god now it's happening but then it was thank god it's happening because we were just waiting for one thing to come along to really kind of almost kind of like solidify what 
we were talking about. And this is that moment. And I think I forget that sometimes. Do you kind of, how do you keep yourself kind of going during this? Do you have times where you just think, oh my God, this is awful? Or times where you just think it's funny? Sometimes I think it's hilarious. And other days I'll think, oh God, what are these people doing? And it really depends on what information's coming in that day. Well, like I said, face infinity without flinching. That's how you do it. No stake in the outcome. Um, if you throw yourself to the wind, you can ride it. You know, that, that's why I, I live my life. Like I, I'm kind of glad that it's happened in my lifetime. I wasn't sure it would happen in my lifetime. Um, you know, it would have been horrible to sort of be researching all this stuff and then miss the main event. And when, when 2012 happened and, and we didn't all turn, you know, into stardust or whatever everyone thought we were going to do, and everyone said, oh, it was a non-event. And I said, no, it wasn't a non-event. Consciousness shifted on 2012. Consciousness shifted. There's an awakening starting. And we're not going to see what the uh, culmination of this is until we hit 2020, which is the year of completion. Because you know, from 2012, you've got an eight, which is eight years from 2012. Eight is this universal symbol of, of you know, infinity. And uh, when we get to 2020, everyone will get 2020 vision. The veil will fall down. I said, why do they call it 2020 vision? You know, why not 100%? Why not 10-10? Why 20-20? What's going to happen in 2020? And I said that back in 2012. When we hit 2020, everyone, the veil will fall down. And I've been saying to people for a long time, you know, there's a train coming, folks. There's a train coming. And all you people out there are arguing over the shape of the tracks. There's a train coming. And if you don't look up and notice this oncoming train, it's going to hit you. And when it does hit you, there will be no warning. It will be sudden. And that's exactly what happened in 2012, the train hit, or in 2020, the train hit. And uh, kind of expected, kind of expected. I mean, um, I said in 2029 or in 2019, I said that um, at the beginning of 2019, I said, this is going to be a really, really pivotal year. And then all sorts of stuff happened in 2019. We had uh, Christchurch shooting. We had the, the fires and all sorts of stuff here in Australia. And when the Christchurch shooting happened, I said, there's been so much revealed on this video that blows the official narrative completely out of the water. It exposes the governments as running these operations. It exposes the world media. It's given us a, it's been a gift. The shooter's video has been a gift that we could actually expose this whole system with. And if we don't do it and we don't use this gift, I expect we'll be in lockdown within 12 to 18 months. That's what I said in, uh, in March, 2019. And we're in lockdown in 12 months after that. So you know, it's all kind of predictable. And, and when you, you start showing this to people and you go back and show them some of the talks that we've had, even some of the, the radio shows I did and some of the stuff David's done, some of the stuff so many people have done, we've, we've spoken about all this and said, well, this is what they're going to do. And now it comes to here and everyone's going, well, shit, I can listen to this, this video that Max did two years ago and he's telling me all the stuff that's happening now. Same with David, same with a lot of people. So that, that has been um, hugely helpful. The fact that we did all of that previous work. So now we can go back and say, hey, look, this is what we said was going to happen 10 years ago. Do you think it's a coincidence still? You know, I've had people contacting me that's, you know, two years ago was sending me hate mail and they're sending me stuff going, wow, sorry, I, I, I see what you're saying now. I get it now. I see it. It's just obvious, you know, so it has to get this way, brother. I mean, I always said it's not going to, the world isn't going to change and people aren't going to stand up for themselves until it comes to their backyard, until their yeah. back is against the wall and they have no other choice but to stand up for themselves. And that's where we are now and people are seeing it. So in many ways, it's a good thing. And in many ways, it had to happen this way, you know. Well, it kind of had to be forced. They had to force their hand as well. I mean, we've seen in France, 
a video come out today of them literally going around from club to club, uh, club, club, cafe to cafe, asking people to show the QR code on their phone. It's show me your papers. And that is happening yeah. in the world. And I said to them, we are down the road from France in, in England. So it's coming to your door. It's there. But still people are thinking, well, it's over there. It's very, yeah. very close. And people have taken the vaccines now, two vaccines. Do you see a, to- po- a point where the people that have been vaccinated will have to will split off from the ones that won't? They're clearly trying to divide up in a brave new world type effort to make sure the vaccinated well, they- are split from the unvaccinated. They want to do that. They're talking about green zones, safe zones for people who are high risk. You know, of course, they're unvaccinated, put you in a concentration camp. That's the green zone. So, yeah, that, that's what they're doing. They're building quarantine centres here in Australia. They're building quarantine centres in uh, in the UK. They're building them in, in uh, Canada. They're building them in the United States. They're building them everywhere. These are, these are concentration camps for people who are unvaccinated. That's what they want to do. Uh, their green passports and yeah, you know, yeah, this is what they do. I, I don't own a cell phone and I haven't scanned in anywhere. And uh, like I said, if they do come and they they want to fine me for not scanning in, well, that's fine. I welcome the fine. Please give me the fine. I'm not going to be paying it. I welcome the, the opportunity to go to court and have the health officer come to the court and prove their case. You know, and I'll be, oh, you won't do that. It's magistrate's court. Well, no, it isn't magistrate's court. I won't be going to magistrate's court because this is actually a constitutional matter and I'll be taking it right through the courts until I get to the high court and then have the government explain themselves. And that's what everybody needs to do. You know, none of these fines are lawful. That's why they've made them so so exorbitant. They're just trying to discourage you. Well, okay, you give me an $11,000 fine. I'm not going to pay it. And if I were to challenge it in court, chances are they won't even let me go to court. Because if you challenge it, you'll find it's unlawful anyway. And are they actually going to let you come to court to fight a case that they know they can't win? So that's the thing. You're finding a lot of people who are challenging these fines don't even go to court. But I would like to. I would like to go to court and have these people come and explain themselves to us and and prove their case. Because the onus of proof is on them. They've told us there's a terrible pandemic, there's a terrible virus. Well, show us an isolate of the virus. They tell us masks will protect you from the virus. Well, show us even one peer-reviewed medical study that would indicate that masks will protect you from a virus. And if you, you still think they do, well, I suggest you read the label on the box because it tells you on the box that they don't. And again, show me, show me how a PCR can test for anything because a PCR is a polymerase chain reaction. Even that title, polymerase chain reaction, it's not a test. It's it's something that amplifies genetic material. It's more of a forensics tool than a test. If you're claiming it's a diagnostics tool, show me. Show me how it's a diagnostics tool, please. Prevent information here. Show me the peer-reviewed medical information which proves this is a diagnostic tool. Because they can't. They can't prove that. They can't prove the mask. They can't prove the virus. They can't prove anything. They've just said it and the media's blown it out of proportion and they walk around with their little blue suits on and their little face visors and their face masks so it looks like there's a pandemic. But there isn't. You know, and it's so obvious that there isn't. The real pandemic is, is human stupidity, government corruption and media lies. That's the pandemic. You know? And they're making people sick by making them wear masks and keeping them socially distanced, destroying them psychologically as well. The damage they're doing to children The the kids that have grown up through this in their most impressionable years, kids are like three to five to six years old growing up through this, they're going to be damaged for life from this this, uh, operation that the government's running. 
It's absolutely disgraceful. And now they want to jab kids. They want to test kids for COVID as soon as they're born. It's crazy what they're doing. They're actually taking children from uh, from people in Israel if they're unjabbed. Apparently, they're doing it in the United Kingdom as well. There was a guy who apparently had his 11-year-old daughter yeah. taken from him because he homeschools her and doesn't believe in COVID. So they came around and took his girl. So next level stuff, folks. This, this is what they're doing. So, yeah, um, time to push back, time to wake up. I mean, what can I say? It is. It, it was time a long ago, a long, long time ago, wasn't it? And CDC have even taken, a, I think it's a CDC, have even stopped using the PCR test in November. I think it is November, December. And it's like, well, so what are you doing from the gap? So you now you've admitted it doesn't work. So you're going to continue using it from now. Yeah, for another three months. Another three months yeah. and count all them. I mean, it's so fucking ridiculous and retarded that I don't know what to do with yeah. that. Like, it's, I and don't people, even have words for that. People don't even hear it. Like, they just told you the PCR is not a suitable test. Okay, they've been using that for the last 18 months, and that's exactly. what they've used to lock the world down. Okay, yeah. it's an unsuitable test, right? Does that even sink in, you know? And and the CDC said it, the WHO said it. There's been um, legal proceedings, I think, in, uh, in Austria, in Germany, in the Netherlands, and in Belgium, but I basically said it's the, the PCR doesn't work and there is no medical or scientific basis to support the lockdowns. They basically said that over there as well. So you, they turn it here in Australia and they go, oh no, our PCRs, our PCRs test very, very effectively with a, with a great amount of accuracy looking for COVID-19. Really, really do they? How are your PCRs different to anything else in the world? And how does a PCR test for anything, please? Explain yourself, you know? So... Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. People don't even notice that. Oh, we're moving to a new test because they're unsuitable. Well, if they're unsuitable, why on earth did they lock the world down 18 months ago? You know, and we told you back then it's unsuitable. We told you back then it's a fraud. There's been so many people calling it out from day one that this is a fraud. You know, I figured it out within two days of, of when people started dropping in Wuhan. I went, this is this is this is bullshit. I say, how are these videos even getting out of Wuhan? Well, exactly, the yeah. Chinese Chinese internet is so censored. How on earth, if the government is abusing people and there's all these people dying and all, how are we getting it online? Who's releasing this stuff? And they got all these ghost cities in China. I guarantee they got a whole bunch of military going there, put on civilian clothes and run a big psyop and just act it all out for us. You know, so it looks like there's people walking down the street dropping all this sort of shit. I mean, it's crazy. But how are these videos even getting out of China? You go into China, you can't, you can't even hardly access the internet. You know, it's so censored. So you know, it was it was obvious within a couple of days that this was a scam. And as soon as I said 14 days to flatten the curve, I went, no, this is going to be like 14 years. This is this is it. They're never going to let you out of this. You can't give politicians this much power and expect them ever to relinquish this power. And how far are they going to push? Well, they're going to push as far as you let them. You know, this will not go away unless you push back. So this is it. This is your opportunity to completely stop complying with your own slavery. And this is the moment you've been waiting for. Are you, are you up to the task? You know, because I just don't comply with any of it. I will not comply with any of it. And I, 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 I don't stop when people say, oh, you got to scan. I just walk in. I just go in and I do my shopping. If they follow me around, I just do my shopping and I pay and I walk out. I just ignore them. I just don't do any of it. So, you know. Yeah. I do the same. I just completely ignore them as well. I completely ignore them or I smile at them and kind of walk kind of through them in a way, like visually through them. 
and that kind of gets especially yeah. in England because people are so polite in England usually they'll they'll bitch about you and moan about you when you're you're out of earshot but they won't do it to your face in England which is is even funnier yeah. so it's a bizarre bizarre place here it's it's not aggressive like that but it's it's kind of almost like malignant narcissism everywhere it's very very odd but yeah you say they they're getting rid of the the PCR test they're saying that it doesn't it can't work for variants. Well, you can't you can't get a variant of something that doesn't exist anyway. So you've never isolated. So that's ridiculous. But it, it's the fact that they've admitted now that it doesn't work. The guy, Carrie Mullis, who invented the bloody thing, who was died conveniently just before this all kicked off, he said, "Don't use it. Can't be used for um, detecting live infectious diseases." And the guy who invented mm. mRNA has come out and said, "I'm really worried about the fact that they're using." the technology they're using, the lipid nanoparticles that accumulate in the organs to take the mRNA around the body, he's a terror, He's worried about that and said it shouldn't be used. So you've got two people that created this tech telling you it shouldn't be used, and people aren't mm. listening to that. And it, I know they're not getting it through the mainstream media, but there's still enough out there for it to... It, it has got out there wide enough for people to hear this now. The problem is people people trust Google and stuff. People think Google is a, is an unbiased. It's just a search engine. They just give it a phrase and it just gives you the data. It doesn't filter the results or anything. And um, Robert Malone, who invented mRNA, went on record saying, "Yeah, we shouldn't be doing this." And what they did is they went to the uh, Wikipedia entry and they went to the website entry and they took him out. They took his name off. And now they, they inserted the name of this woman who actually works for, I think, BioNTech or Pfizer or something, and put her down as the inventor of mRNA. You tell people now that Robert, Dr. Robert Malone is, is warning against it and he's the inventor. People get on Google and yeah. they look up to see if you're telling the truth and they can't think, oh, it's not true. This guy just played a small role. And it's this woman who's doing it. They literally change in history in front of your eyes. Yep. There was a, uh, a video put out by a Canadian girl called What's the Face, who I absolutely love. I think she's great. She puts out these comedy, funny, just witty, great videos. And she showed you the, 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 the website where it's all talking about Dr. Robert Malone. And then the very next day, go back to the same website and it's all been changed. So they're rewriting history. This is the Ministry of Truth live on on the internet these days they just change it so that's the difficult part even as soon as someone comes out a whistleblower comes out and says something and google just changes and they go and they change the website that's why they want it all online that's why they want it all editable that's why they don't want books they want people reading books because then it's there in a hard copy they can't change it mm. if it's online they can change it to whatever they want so you get live updates by the ministry of truth you know so it's difficult you, you tell people about these doctors and all these whistleblowers and and yeah, I mean, look what they've done to Vernon Coleman online. They've degraded him and defiled him. So many doctors have been been degraded and defiled and defamed. And uh, they're all good people. All the whistleblowers who are speaking out, they're all getting attacked. And they're all saying, oh, these are nutcases. And, you know, yeah, it's it's a ridiculous. They're doing it in real time. And that's the problem is that people believe Google. They think that, you know, the internet is it's just, it's a, it's a database and it's unbiased and people don't, don't filter it. Google is just a search engine. It's not a person there. It's just a search engine. They don't understand how algorithms work and how certain results are filtered out. And yeah, you'll find them on like page 200 of your search, you know, but uh, yeah. they won't put it up there on the front. Well, they don't know that DARPA <coughs> created the internet. They haven't got a clue. Most of them won't even know what DARPA is which is even more saddening. They just don't have a clue when to start. 
I mean, I, yeah. I like my mom and dad, for example, they just wouldn't have a clue where to start. But they know that they've had their two two vaccines. They know that they would, but they've even then gone, I'm not going to have any more. I don't want any more. It's too much. And that's good. I mean, I don't know how much damage two is done already, but they are, most people even around here that have had theirs have said, I don't want any more. Well, that's, you're not going to get your vaccine passed. You're not going to get your freedom pass or your, key to new york or whatever you want to call it now um because you're going to need your top-ups and that's where they're starting to trig now okay and now you're pissing me off type thing and i mm. think that's that's as you say they're, they're not they're they're scrambling around and the more they push the bigger the resistance well all, all of the bait that they use i mean we're going to have to lock you down and not let you travel until you get your jabs and now you've got your jabs well we can't let you travel anyway i mean yeah. a lot of people go hang on a minute I only got the jabs so I could travel. And now you're telling me I can't travel and it's not going to come back online. I mean, you can't just shut all the airlines down and then think two or three years later, Oh, it's all going to come back online again. What you think it's like a car. You just walk in there and turn the key and the airplane starts again. It doesn't work that way. All of these aircraft that have been sitting there haven't been flying for the last 18 months. It's going to be two or three years before they're flying. Every one of those airlines is going to have to go through hundreds of thousands of dollars. Every single bolt and rivet on that plane is going to have to be checked. It's going to be, it's been sitting there. Things have rusted. Things have just sat there. You know, you can't, you can't just leave these things sitting around and expect them to fly again. So, you know, the world will not recover, will never, ever return to what it was. Even if we were to bring the whole system down now and arrest all these politicians, they've done so much damage to the food chain and so much damage to international travel, so much damage to equipment and farming equipment and transport equipment and trade equipment, so much stuff just isn't going to work anymore. The economies have been flooded with stimulus to the point that we're going to end up with Venezuela-style inflation in all of our countries. Yeah. We're going to end up in massive food shortages next year because they've broken down the supply chain everywhere. So people don't understand what we're facing here. We're, we're moving into a different world. It's never, ever going back to what it was. Even if we bring the system down, even if we were to replace all these politicians now with people of integrity and move us back to a point of safety, it's not going back to the way it was. There's way too much work needs to be done to do that. So people, people don't understand. I mean, international travel will never go back to the way it was. It can't unless they suddenly invent new forms of doing it because none of those planes are going to work anymore. You know, and if they do, like I said, there's going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars of maintenance on each one. What's the price of air travel going to be trying to keep up with all this stuff? You know, so... Yeah, they've, they've really done a number on us, folks. We've been set up completely. And I said this back in my first film in 2008, The Big Picture. I said, we're being set up. All of this international codependency, we're being set up for a fall. They're going to get us completely dependent upon the state, move all industry offshore so no country can be autonomous. We're all dependent upon everybody else and then just shut it all down. And suddenly, we're just out in the cold. We've lost all our life skills. We've lost all our industries. They're all yeah. overseas. And you might have one country that produces a whole bunch of steel products that don't produce any food. You've got another country that produces food, but they can't transport it anywhere. And they, they, they've got no, no materials or farming equipment to even grow the food because they've got to import it from other people. You know, so they've got this whole setup there, this codependency there. So they can just pull the pin. Pull the pin and then everybody falls. And that's what they've done. And I said this back in 2008, we're being set up for a fall. And that's what they've done now. And they've got to kind of do it gradually like this, bring you into lockdown and out of lockdown and, you know, keep you, keep you going and, and try to prolong it because they can't do it too suddenly or people will get it. 
And um, now that people are getting it after 18 months, well, you're going to find a lot of people getting sick over the next few months because they've had the jab. And then they'll bring in something like Cyber Polygon, which they're running now, which will shut down communication. And then we'll see uh, things really, really get crazy when they shut down communication. The hackers, the hackers will attack the internet. And of course, because it was the hackers and oh, look what they did to the damage of the world and all the transport and all the communication. Well, anybody who wants to get back online from that point, we're going to have to have biometric scanning because we need to know who you are because you could be one of the hackers who's going to shut everything down for us. And if you don't want to give us all your biometrics in order to even log online, and you must be one of the hackers. You must be someone with something to hide. So you can see where they're going to go with it, brother. Yeah, it's, it's just chaos. It, it, absolute chaos is what they're creating. And I didn't think of it that way, but it's like they're pulling the pins out of the, the Jenga game and it's all just slowly collapsing like that. I mean, it, 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 it's, most people obviously haven't got a clue what's about to come at them over the next three, two or three years. What is the, the out? come for people that decide look i'm not going to go back into this i'm not going to do the vaccines i'm not going to go back online if it goes down i mean they're going to have to be another way of living there's going to have to be a choice of you an opt-out choice what would that look like well i've said to people you've you've got to be um building support groups in your community i've been saying this for years have have a strong support group around you yeah and and be prepared to weather the storm be prepared to just you know, if there isn't some sort of a major pushback and there isn't some sort of a major uprising from within the system, like there's got to be politicians in there now that are thinking this is this ship is sinking and they're going to feel like rats and they're going to want to turn the big rats in, hopefully. Because they uh, have kids you know, and families as well, don't they? They're human beings. Well, a lot of them have kids and families. And, and you know, you can see people like, like Bojo and Scott Morrison and a lot of people, they're really... You know, all the premiers of this country, these people are going to get hung out to dry. They're all going to be hung. If the people really figure out this scam, these people will get lynched in the street. So you're going to have lower level politicians that are saying, look, the people are actually waking up. So I need to break ranks and actually start prosecuting them from within the ranks and maybe, you know, slow the process down a bit and pretend I'm the good guy for a while. And maybe we'll delay this until 2040 instead of 2030, you know. So there might be people in there that want to do that. If something like that doesn't happen, and there isn't a major pushback, then society is going to split. And they're going to want to come and get people like you and me and put us into these green zones. And, you know, if you don't want to do that, you're just going to have to bug out, go to the woods or something, or be prepared to just stand and fight, you know, face infinity without flinching. And if it really came to it and they came to my door and they said, well, you're getting your vaccine or we're taking you to a concentration camp, I would say, well, no, I'm not doing either. And if you're going to push it, then one of us is going to die today. And I'm, Prepared to do that. I'll fight you to the death because I'm prepared to face infinity without flinching. I have no fear of death. And uh, I'm not going to go with you. I'm not going to, you know, cow and live in my little box because I'm so terrified of dying. No, I'll, I'll stand and I'll stand and fight here. If it comes to that, then I'll stand and fight here. Either that or it's going to move into a Hunger Games society where they just, you find that you can't go anywhere and you can't shop and you can't do that. And you're going to have to go and live and forage and live in, you know, like, like the hunger games, you know, but it's whether they will let you do that. I know we can't have these hippies living over here in that tent city. They might be spreading disease. You know? So we have to put them in the green zone for their safety, you know? So it just depends on how they play it. And that's going to depend on the amount of vaccine uptake, how many sleeping zombies are out there that they can keep in fear and get them to believe that you're a threat to them. 
You know, if they can convince enough people that you're diseased and you're poison and you're the reason that they're still in lockdown, well, you know, maybe maybe the public will let them do that. But I mean, I don't know if it's going to get to that point. There's a lot of sleeping zombies out there. And there's a lot of people compliant here in Australia, but like 80% of the population don't want the jab. So when it really comes down to the wire, even though they're wearing masks and they're complying and they're social distancing, they're only doing it out of fear of the fines and fear of the police, fear of violence, not out of fear of a virus. And when it comes to their door, that you've got to take this jab. A lot of them, I think, are just going to say no. No, I'm not going to do it. It's gone too far. You've crossed the line. You know, and you want to stick this in my children. They're saying now in, in, in Sydney, um, oh, schools are closed because everything is locked down. But all you grade 12ers who really want to go there and finish, get your HSCs and all this sort of stuff, we've set up a special area for you so you can come and get your jab so you can go back to school. Yeah, it's a golden opportunity. It's like the Olympics going for gold. You know, they're really propagandizing it and pushing it. We've got this little, this huge vaccine hub. We've, we've taken all these vaccines away from the older people. We're giving them to you to give you a fighting chance in life, you know, like, Let's see how many people they have actually show up. I think a lot of kids are going to be saying, well, actually, I don't really want my HSC if this is what I've got to do to get it, you know? So who knows how they're going to play it, brother. But the propaganda is just through the roof, you know? What sort of fucking world do we live in where we try and tempt kids back into school with an experimental jab? There's no words for this at all. This is movie-level madness. Um, it I, is. Yeah, it, 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 this is insanity and beyond, and it's, and it's. There must be a point, as you say, where people do push back, but I think they're going to have to get to the point where they they do say, "Look, it's either life or death. I live by this point. You're at my doorstep, trying to get my kids with a jab. I hoped it would stop at masks for kids, but it never did. It didn't even flinch at that one." We are at a point now where the world is utterly insane. And in the UK, it's lulled. So it's calm before the storm again in the next month and a half is going to come. And um, what is it like for you guys? I know it's different from where you are, you are but it's, it seems a lot more full on there for you. But we're all heading in the same direction, aren't we? Um, we are every every they're trying different things in different countries, seeing which one will work. I mean, what works here, we'll, we'll do it over there, you know. So, yeah, I mean, they've got to play it different ways, different cultures, and and different uh, mindsets and different people. But yeah, it's all coming the same way. They're using the, the specter of Christmas now. Oh, we want to get you back. We want to make sure you've got a Christmas, you know. We want to get you all around the table for Christmas, but uh, it's going to depend on the jab, of course. If you've got to get the jab out so that everyone can can have a great Christmas, you know. So it's all. We're just going to deprive you of everything and and blame you for you know we're de- we're taking everything away from it, but it's your fault because you haven't got the jab. So we've got to keep you locked down, keep you your life continually being destroyed and degrading more and more and more for your health. It's for your health, and if if you you don't get the jab, well, it's your fault that your life is being destroyed. It's not ours, you know. And we'll oh Christmas, Christmas, yeah, we all want Christmas, but oh, but you haven't had the jab, so you know so. Throw these little carrots out to people. You can have Christmas if you have the jab. It's like the Grinch, you know. But uh, you can have all this stuff if you have the jab. So, yeah, they're, they're just um, propagandizing people as much as they can. And and whatever they get to work in one country, they roll out to another country. And it's just little test cases to see what's going to work with different mentality, you know. Well, as we see that in China, China's where the future of where we're heading. Do you think that... Um these vaccines, an element of these vaccines have a sort of 
dumbing down of the consciousness, dumbing down of intelligence. I feel like there's almost like a back engineering or a reverse engineering element to these vaccines that would stop people thinking for themselves anyway. It wouldn't surprise me. There's actually a a report that I saw from a 20-year-old girl who said, I've never had any health problems at all, and now I can't remember people's names. Um, I find myself staring at an object, and I can't remember what it's called. And people that I've known for three years, I I can't, for the life of me, remember their names, and sometimes I can't even remember who they are. And um, she just said, strange, really strange stuff's going on. And she's getting, you know, little physical sensations and pins and needles in her fingers and all sorts of stuff. So if you look at um, graphene-powered AI, you look at um, neuromodulation using AI-powered graphene, very, very interesting what they can do to actually replace people's memories and, and you know, Elon Musk's neural lace and all this sort of stuff. And even Klaus Schwab has said, yeah, we can replace memories. We can do all sorts of stuff like this. So it's graphene. The fact that there's graphene in there and you look at the, the properties yeah. of graphene, highly magnetic and, and very, very useful in, in AI and uh, neuromodulation and stuff like that. So why is there this level of graphene in the, in the vaccinations? And, and you look at some of the... Um, side effects that people are having like you know um, myocarditis and periditis and these are all symptoms of graphene poisoning even what they're calling long COVID now and all the variants is saying oh myocarditis is a is a it's a symptom of COVID no it's a symptom of the jab is what it is you know it's a side effect of the jab but all these things they're saying are long COVID and a lot of these variants are all um, graphene poisoning and um, the results of the jab, side effects of the jab. And a lot of the side effects of the jab are from graphene poisoning. So it's all about transhumanism. It's about leading us into the mainframe, get to that point where they can replace your memories. They can tell you that you, you love being a slave. You, you, this is complete full-blown transhumanism. This is everything I talked about in my film in 2012, Transformation, how they're going to genetically modify us from the inside out. Yep. This is what they're doing with graphene. And that's why they are so intent on getting this jab into people and why they're virtually holding whole countries hostage, which is what they've done to Sydney. They're basically holding Sydney hostage, saying, we're going to keep you in prison until you let us inject this stuff into you. And if you don't do it, well, then it's your fault that you're in prison. You know, that's the way they're playing it. And a lot of other people don't recognise that once you've had this, you're a genetically modified organism. So therefore, you can be patented. Like a- that's a... That's a thought as well. I mean, you can. You're no longer you. You're no longer really human. And they've modified your immune system. So now it's just producing this one thing. So most likely you're going to get a cytokine storm or whatever next time you have a detox, which is all flus and and all these things are. It's simply your own body detoxing. So they're basically preventing your body from being able to detox without their injections, you know? So turning you into a product, turning you into a commodity. And like you say, they could possibly even own you because they're actually modifying your DNA. So what are they, what are they putting in there? You know? Oh no, they're not modifying your DNA. They're modifying the function of your DNA. This is how they, they play things. Oh no, we don't, we don't modify your DNA. No, no. You just put a little piece of code in there to tell your DNA to do something it's not supposed to do. So they modify the function of your DNA. I feel like they've been doing this to like people like pop stars for years. I remember when Michael Jackson was in his late teens and he got, what is it called when, you're, when your body starts to kill itself, like eat itself, the immune system starts to destroy it? Cytokine storm. It, it kind of happened to him a late in that age when he started to become massively famous. And I feel like they've been doing this, experimenting on kids for this for years, this sort of thing. 
it seems like this sort of technology and these sort of things are culmination of things that they were doing in projects like MK Ultra, Project Monarch, and all of these ones we've heard through the years. It feels like they've put it all together and they've been, and this is the fourth Reich, like Jim Mars talks about. It feels like the same people with the same outcomes, this eugenics. Well, you can look at the uh, contact tracing and all that sort of stuff. There was a report that came out by Amazing Polly recently where she went through the whole contact tracing, COVID tracing app, and it goes back to uh, Joseph Goebel's family. Wow. You know? So yeah. it's the same people, brother. Yeah, it's the same people, you know. And I don't believe the official story of World War One at all. I don't, I don't think Hitler was what they say he was, but by the same token, I don't think he was a good guy. He was a politician. I don't trust any politicians. But I don't think Hitler knew a bunch of the stuff that was going on behind the scenes. I think people like Goebbels and Goering and all that sort of stuff did. But, uh, yeah, the fact that it goes back to Goebbels' family, that, that should be a, a little bit of a, a light bulb moment for people. You know, there's so much little things like this, like Netflix, the CEO of Netflix and his um, great uncle was Sigmund Freud. Um, and <laughs> another one that I cannot remember, another kind of psychologist as well. So it's quite clearly a, a pro, uh, mind control programming platform. Mm. And it's just no, amazing it when you start to do these link, these um, these names and stuff, isn't it? It's almost like, like, do you feel like as you've done it over the years, you've got. You almost kind of like now you can do it as a as a kind of like given. You go, okay, that person's going to be linked to that person quite clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you find that they are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they always are. They're all linked. It's like I say, it's it's a multi-general, multi, multi-generational, multi-national criminal cabal that's running the world. And they all work together and they are all linked together. And it's been going on for a very long time. And this is where it comes back to where I believe this is a global cult. Um, and then it goes back to the Mesopotamia and that. But as you say, people won't want to look to that. But putting it as a global corporation cult is another thing. Um, I do think that people can kind of, if we, they're, they're so far away from understanding that, that, that we don't have time to do that. I agree. Um, Max, it's been great. Thank you for your time. It's really early in the morning there. And I appreciate your time as always. Where can people find the films that you've talked about as well and you've mentioned in this? Um, well, you can find everything about me on the crowhouse.com. Everything I do is on the crowhouse.com. I mean, I've been banned from just about everywhere, banned from YouTube, banned from Twitter, Spotify, LinkedIn, iTunes, Facebook, SoundCloud, like everywhere. <laughs> so um, you'll find me at the crowhouse.com. You'll still find my stuff on my BitChute channel. But if you go to the crowhouse and just click the face of entity, you'll find up there, I'm on Gab, I'm on, on uh, Odyssey, I'm on 3Speak, I'm on BitChute. So you can still find me. And you'll find all my old films there on a, on a website called altcensored.com, which you'll find a link to that on my website as well. So they managed to grab my entire YouTube archive when I was deleted. They managed to grab the whole thing and put it on altcensored.com, which was really, really good of them. So I highly recommend that site as well. And thanks for having me on, brother. It's always a pleasure. We'll do it again soon. Yeah, fantastic. That's great. I'd never heard of them before. So very last question, mate. What happens when, we all, when everybody on the planet's a conspiracy theorist? They can't bung us all in jail. Well, that's, that's where I think we're going, brother. I think uh, the whole world's waking up to the fact that something's terribly wrong. And um, I think they're scrambling over themselves. And we're going to see people break ranks as the, the rats try to scurry off the sinking ship. Cheers, guys. Thank you for watching. And I'll put the links below to Matt's work. Take care. Bye-bye. But I'm unapologetically fly. I don't wonder why. That's just my attitude. Yeah. Okay, hey, that's just my... Uh.